You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered, and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. You sure had fun in that book, didn't you? Yeah, I loved it. So uh, this is a book about Western herbs. Tell us what it's about, Keith. Well, um, basically, you know, this is one of my first questions for Thomas, but it's a book about herbs, uh, um, American or Western herbs, that Chinese herbal medicine practitioners can use. So he's like bridging from the Chinese herbs over in China, bridging it over to local Western herbs, and there's a lot more herbs than you think there are. You know, each plant sort of does a different thing. I believe that's the reason. Is that it, Tom? Well, I haven't brought him okay. in yet. So we would like to welcome to the show. He's written this big, beautifully ph- ph- photographed that's right. book called Western Herbs According to Traditional Chinese Medicine, A Practitioner's Guide. The author is Thomas Avery Guerin. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Good. Thanks. So where are you going to go here, Keith? Well, just from you, Thomas, um, why did you write your book? Well, there's there's, um, two primary reasons. One is to uh, help practitioners incorporate uh, Western herbs into their practice. And the other is um, that often patients come to Chinese medicine practitioners that are already taking Western herbs. And for someone trained in Chinese herbal medicine, they don't necessarily know how to understand that um, <clears throat> as far as how it's affecting their health. So this will help guide them to make better choices in their their own herbal formulation as well. I understand. So... Um so what do you usually teach? You, you, you traditionally are a teacher at the University of Hawaii? No, no, no. At um, the um, Institute of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine okay. on Oahu, yeah. Yeah, and you teach what there? Uh, I teach uh, a variety of things, uh, Materia Medica and formulas, which is uh, herbs. And um, I also teach them acupuncture and theory. So you must have seen the gap between the two systems. Right. Well, um, a couple of my original teachers, uh, Michael Tierra and Christopher Hobbs, are both well-known uh, Western and Chinese herbalists. And Michael wrote a book called Planetary Herbology uh, in the late 80s, I believe, early 90s. And he sort of... Um, the inspiration behind this work. Um, I, I, I um, apprenticed with him for about five years, spending about two and a half years in his clinic, and there we used a lot of uh, Western herbs combined with uh, traditional Chinese herbs. So in, in history, uh, is there a lot of links like uh, 
the Greeks, the Ayurvedic Indian, um, the uh, Egyptian, the Peruvian. Is there a lot of links with herbs being used? Well, of course, traditionally, um, herbs are the primary source of medicine. And, and in fact, even in the United States, up until the early 20th century, um, they were still the primary uh, form of medicine used. So uh, <clears throat> it's not really much of a stretch to consider them useful here. In fact, uh, a very large percentage of the world's population even today um, still um, uh, de- depends on, on plants Herbs, as yeah. primary source of medicine. Yeah. In fact, isn't it probably true that most maladies can be tended to through herbs? Yes, I would, I would say absolutely. If people want to choose the kind of responsible route rather than collapsing into drugs? Yeah, I think, um, you know, everything has its place, of course. Yep, right. Um, but I think as a, as a uh, primary source of medicine, uh, plant-based medicine still has a, a very um, strong, has very strong ground to stand on. And, in fact, most, most maladies, Excuse me, most illnesses or uh, diseases can be treated using herbal medicine. Yes. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for joining us today. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. Our guest today is Thomas Avery Guerin, who's written a really great book, Western Herbs According to Traditional Chinese Medicine, A Practitioner's Guide. So in uh, studying and, and writing and going out on the field here in the West, have you come across what you would call some extraordinary uh, Western herbs? Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> the list goes on, huh? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big question with a lot of answers. Um, I, think, I think, you know, the, the ones that I focus on the book yep. um, are the ones that, either are, I would consider, extraordinary or the ones that I have just sort of tended to lean towards in my practice for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. What do you have, about 50 in your book? There's 58 in there, yeah. 58. And these, uh, why don't you go through how to use these books? In, in each one, you got about two pages or three for each uh, particular plant that is used as an herb. But how does one use your book? Well, um primary goal, as I said, is, is so practitioners of Chinese medicine can understand the book. So um, if you were to open up to any of the monographs, the monograph being a, um, you know, writing on one single herb, <clears throat> what you find is, uh, you know, in the beginning, very basic information, um, the name, etc. And um, the first three headings are... are Standard headings in any Chinese uh, Materia Medica, Materia Medica being defined yeah, as, yeah. as a book about plants or about medicines. It doesn't have to be plants, obviously. So, um, so you tell the, the plant name and then you tell which part of the plant you could use? Right. Well, it's the, the plant name, um, the common name is listed first, and then uh, the scientific or sometimes called the Latin name, uh, and then the plant family. And then the, the the next one after that is is what's called the pharmaceutical name, which lists the um, the part as part of the name. 
So uh, I just opened the book here randomly, uh, yeah. Gentian, and you have uh, Gentiana lutea radix, and radix is the Latin for root. Yeah. So it says right there uh, what part is used. Right. So um, after that, um, so some of the monographs have have uh, names that um, either are alternate names used by different people um, or or perhaps uh, a Chinese name because some of these plants are used or there's uh, in Chinese medicine or there's similar plants used. Yes, um, so it sort of gets it close to the right type of plants. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So then um, you have flavor and key? Flavor and chi. Chi. Chi, yeah. Key would be the Japanese pronunciation. Yeah, it's Q-I, uh, but it's C-H-I too, isn't it? Um, yeah, that is the old system of writing um, sort of the romanization of the character. Okay. Um, and you'll find a, a mix. Oftentimes when you look in books and they they use words from, from uh, Chinese uh, until the mid-'70s, a system called a Wade Giles or Wade Giles was used, and C H uh, I would have been the the way it was written at that point. Yeah. What we use now is called Pinyin, which was developed by um, China. Okay. And, and frankly, I, I, it it is easier to understand. So the the chi, what what is the chi? How can you tell the chi of a of an herb? Well, that's. That's an interesting question. And, uh, is that like the spirit of it? No, it's it's more um, the the sort of temperature, if you will. Um, and so, for, you know, I again have gentian open, and, and uh, cold is what's what's given here as the as the chi. I see. Cold. So um, there's a range from cold to hot. Um, which includes uh, cool, neutral, and warm in between those two places. So that that has a lot to do with um, so understanding. Heat. The heat, it, she is yeah. like heat, like your energy is heat. Right. Um, when people have uh, have um, uh, disorders, they're generally classified as either a warm disorder or a cold disorder. Like if there's a block, it might be more cold, or if energy is flowing too much in an area, it might be too hot? Um, perhaps. A blockage could be caused by cold, but will turn into heat because anytime there's... It's inflamed. Yeah, anytime there's stagnation, it will eventually turn into heat. Um, but like say an infection, that's a very easy way to, to look at it. An infection is clearly a warm... Uh, disorder. If you put your hand over an infected part of your body, it's warm. So the chi would be warm. The chi of the of the disease, yes, would be warm. Okay. And so, therefore, we're going to use cool or or cold substances to try to neutralize that. Right. That's interesting because I always thought chi was like your energy flow, but you're saying it's more the temperature. Well, yeah, and and um, <laughs> chi is. It can be very broadly defined. Okay. So, um, and and there's whole books written about what chi is. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll just smile and say chi. 
<laughs> Take another wonderful picture. <laughs> and move on. <laughs> hey, I'm interested in getting into the flavors. I guess okay. there's six of them, is there? Yeah, there's there's six. There's there's uh, five flavors plus uh, neutral or bland. Oh, yes. Um, and so flavors um, have to do with their action on the body. So, for instance, uh, the flavor of bitter is, uh, is draining and cooling, generally speaking, and has a downward action. So that tells us a little bit about how the plant acts in the body. Okay, go go through just that one. Uh, you you said what was it? Bitter. Bitter. Yeah. Okay. Describe. You said about three descriptions. What does each one of those mean? Okay. So um, draining, um, which is the first thing I said. Draining pertains to um, how it might affect a particular disorder. So uh, again, using gentian as the, as an example. Um, Gentian, we know from uh, Western biomedical or biomedicine um, and Western herbal medicine, um, affects the liver and gallbladder by stimulating it. Mm-hmm. And so th- that literally creates more um, uh, liver and bile production and excretion. And so, therefore, it will drain those organ systems. I gotcha. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. We're helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Today we're doing it with herbs. Our guest today, Thomas Avery, Avery Guerin, who's written the book Western Herbs According to Traditional Chinese Medicine, A Practitioner's Guide. We're going to get into more of the depth of these different herbs when we come back. Stay with us. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charme Amber's free quiz. Find out if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charme Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Check out Mastering Ourselves. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today. <laughs> 